you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, April 6th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Nintendo is limiting Animal Crossing eggs. Cooking Mama Cookstar might be mining cryptocurrency, but it really probably isn't. Final Fantasy VII Remake's review embargo has lifted, and Saints Row Third is getting a big remaster. Nintendo addresses egg overabundance concerns in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Right now, in Animal Crossing New Horizons, a Bunny Day event is happening where different types of eggs appear in lieu of fish, wood, rocks, fruit, and other various materials necessary for crafting or selling. It's all very cute, but the hardcore Animal Crossing fans are getting frustrated that the eggs are overtaking the standard materials. Players are complaining that there are too many eggs, and Nintendo has addressed the issue with a patch. Patricia Hernandez reported on the issue of too many eggs for Polygon, writing... A update went live midway through the Bunny Day event, and according to Nintendo's official Japanese patch notes, which we've translated via Google, the 1.1.4 update has, quote, the appearance rate of some eggs adjusted, end quote. In a follow-up bullet point, the website notes that eggs will be easier to collect on Easter, the final day of the event, April 12th, so fewer eggs overall for now. But if you're hurting to finish your DIY collection for Zipper, you'll still get a chance to complete the Bunny Day set before the event goes away. Nintendo patching a game isn't particularly notable. They released dozens for Breath of the Wild to, quote, make for a more pleasant gaming experience, which is really truly what the patch notes said on multiple occasions. What's impressive here is how quickly Nintendo is issuing patches that directly address the concerns of vocal players. Animal Crossing is getting treated almost as a living game, which is interesting and, frankly, a good thing for Animal Crossing players. By the way, quick update on my Animal Crossing experience. I think I am done. I got a bunch of iron and wood to build a shop a few days ago, but I I haven't even checked in to see what it looks like or what it is. I don't think that game will ever be for me, but I genuinely love how it has just absolutely taken over Twitter and seeing everything people are creating is super great. And I like when my daughter comes running up to me to show me this new outfit that she has created. I'm enjoying that element of the game, but the actively playing part is the part that I'm kind of like, and I'm I'm good. I also liked this tweet from Joachim Sandberg on Twitter, the creator of the excellent Iconoclasts. And he's also the brother to the director of Shazam, I learned recently, which is random. But he tweeted, The egg rate in Animal Crossing was probably chosen because they expected no one to play the game this much each day. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joachim was absolutely right. Cooking Mama Cookstar releases and then unreleases as the developer bats away rumors that the game is mining cryptocurrency. Cooking Mama is a series born on the DS that took some of the best advantage of the new at the time platform's touchscreen, and that first release was a big hit. It sold really well. 
Overall, though, the series has received consistent releases on various platforms over the years, but it's not this like huge mega franchise or anything like that. The latest game, Cooking Mama Cookstar, released for Switch and PlayStation 4 officially last month, but then it got pulled off the eShop for mysterious reasons. Physical copies of the game are still available at retail during this time, which I can confirm because I grabbed a Switch copy from my local Target recently while grocery shopping. Rumors started swirling about why the game was pulled, with one bubbling up related to blockchains and cryptocurrency. When the game was announced, a since-deleted press release for the game touted that Cooking Mama Cookstar, according to a story from Joe Scrabbles at IGN, would be the, quote, first game to integrate blockchain technology on major consoles, which led to widespread confusion at the time. That press release discussed adding in-game currencies, online events, and private key-enabled balanced DRM. People extrapolated from that that Cooking Mama Cookstar was mining cryptocurrency, which is why the game was pulled. The rumor swirled around over the weekend, and I even reached out to Sandbox, the PR company helping promote the game, to try and learn more, and they directed me to try and get in touch directly with the publisher slash developer Planet Entertainment, as they had no information to share, which I did do, but I have not heard a reply. But then the official Cooking Mama Cookstar Twitter account tweeted, The internet is alive with rumors that Cooking Mama Cookstar contains hidden cryptocurrency slash blockchain capabilities that are causing the switch to overheat. This is absolutely incorrect. At Planet Entertainment, we explored both blockchain technology and cryptocurrency tokens. We looked at these options as a means to allow players to trade in-game assets. However, we only explored the theory behind the concept, not the implementation. Cooking Mama Cookstar, nor any of our other titles in the past or near future, will utilize crypto technology. And then, this morning, another potential reason the game might have been pulled appeared from Leon Doolin at Nintendo Life, who reported on a discovery from the Twitter account at BXAIMC, who looked through the game's code and discovered that it may contain some music tracks ripped from YouTube. This has not been verified in any way, but it could certainly be another potential reason for why the game was pulled. Along with the tweet quashing the cryptocurrency mining rumor, the Cooking Mama Cookstar Twitter account also tweeted, We know that Cookstar fans are anxiously awaiting for the game to appear in the eShop. As everyone is aware, the whole world is upside down with delays right now. At Planet Entertainment, we are as anxious as you for the digital download to be available. In the meantime, Cooking Mama Cookstar is available in many North American and European retail web stores. It's still not clear at all why the game was pulled. The world is definitely upside down right now, but that wouldn't really explain why the game was available to buy and play online, and then suddenly wasn't. And it's also odd that the Twitter account is encouraging people to buy the game where they can find it. If there was a major technical problem, the account would likely request that players wait for a patch before playing. I have a request for more information out to the company that made the game, so hopefully I will hear something back soon or they will offer a tweet that clears everything all up. In any case, it's a very strange, fascinating story that has probably already gotten bigger than it should. I am sure whatever the reason it is that it got pulled, it is probably a very uninteresting, boring minor thing but it has kind of become this bigger joke youtuber video game donkey released a video outlining his theory yesterday that mostly involved a guy named gaming tim 
a YouTuber with a channel that recreates Cooking Mama recipes in real life. It's a funny video, as you know, all of Dunkey's videos are. It's a bizarre saga that will perhaps inadvertently boost the sales of this otherwise innocuous game. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Final Fantasy VII Remake reviews are online. Final Fantasy VII Remake is not out until Friday, April 10th, but the review embargo lifted this morning, which means reviews are online. As of this recording, it is currently sitting at a respectable 87 on Metacritic. Tamor Hussein for GameSpot gave the game the Big Ten, joining a handful of the site's other tens, like Uncharted 4, which is a PlayStation Plus game right now, by the way, Breath of the Wild, the Super Mario Galaxies, and Grand Theft Auto 4, just to name a few. Hussein wrote in his review, Regardless of your history with the original game, Final Fantasy VII Remake is an astounding achievement. The wait for its release was a long one, but in gameplay, story, characters, and music, it delivers. The wait was worth it. For first-time players, it's an opportunity to understand why Final Fantasy VII is held in such high regard. It's the chance to experience a multifaceted story that grapples with complex subject matter, be in the company of memorable characters, and be moved by their plight. For returning fans, this isn't the Final Fantasy VII your mind remembers, it's the one your heart always knew it to be. My good buddy, and the person who has edited more of my own reviews than anyone else in the world, Joe Juba at Game Informer gave the game an 8.75, writing, Square Enix nods to the original without depending on that familiarity, crafting a distinctive world and exciting combat system that feel modern. The new approach still has rough edges, but that doesn't stop Final Fantasy VII Remake from carving out its own legacy. Joe cited some frustrations related to the combat and the ending as being a somewhat disappointing element of an otherwise fantastic game. The game's lowest review score comes from Reed McCarter from EGM, who gave the game three stars out of five and wrote, Final Fantasy VII Remake manages to balance the introduction of new concepts with faithful recreations of the original game's most memorable aspects, but it also unnecessarily pads out the first installment in a larger story with too much downtime between its most striking moments. IGN's Tom Marks gave the game an 8 and wrote, The boring RPG filler and Kingdom Hearts-esque convolution that was inserted in between did stop my ear-to-ear grin from being constant, but never long enough to kill the mood completely. That leaves this remake as one that still delivered on letting me relive part of a classic in a stupendous fashion while also standing as a great RPG all its own. Some other scores, Bradley Ellis from Easy Allies, which is a great podcast you should check out, gave the game a 9, 
and Heather Wald at GamesRadar gave the game a 4.5 out of 5. Personal friend and friend of this very show, Imran Khan, tweeted some very positive thoughts about the game, writing, The embargo is over, so here's my thoughts. Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of the best games I have played in years and one of my favorite games of all time. I love, love, love it. And followed that up saying, I don't think everyone is necessarily going to agree with my view on this, but I came away from Final Fantasy VII Remake thinking that everything it set out to do, it accomplished in a way very few games do. This might not hit you the same way, but for me, it's going to go up near Breath of the Wild for this gen. And you can find more of Imran's Final Fantasy VII Remake thoughts over on the Kinda Funny YouTube channel. Jason Schreier from Kotaku tweeted a similar sentiment, writing, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a phenomenal game. I came in skeptical about the developers splitting it into episodes, but by the time I'd hit the credits, I was blown away. He wrote a full review for Kotaku that is linked in the show notes. You can also find links to every other review I have mentioned here in this segment in the show notes. I haven't had a chance to play myself, but the overall reception for Final Fantasy VII Remake is definitely positive. The main negative thing most have to say about the game is that its additional side quests feel like padding, but otherwise it appears to succeed on everything it's set out to do. I also get the general sense that narratively it delivers a satisfying conclusion, even though there is no denying that this is not the full Final Fantasy VII experience when compared to the original. I fully admit I am not a big Final Fantasy fan. I have played a lot of them, many of them, for many, many hours but the only one I've seen to credits is Final Fantasy XV, which is probably sacrilege to Final Fantasy fans. I have experienced multiple false starts trying to play through Final Fantasy VII through the years on just about every platform it has released for, but with all that being said, I can't deny that I am super excited for this game. I loved the demo, I love the way it looks, I love that it's not turn-based. I really can't imagine a world where I don't finish this game. My main concern now is making sure I can get a physical copy on Friday. I will download it if I can't track down a copy, but it's one I want to have the disc and box for. I am really excited for Friday. Saints Row the Third Remastered is coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC in May. Deep Silver announced that Saints Row the Third, arguably the best Saints Row, is getting remastered for the current generation. From the press release, Saints Row the Third Remastered has received a full makeover, courtesy of Sparasoft. Every weapon has been remodeled, every car has been redesigned, and a vast proportion of the city has been retextured all sparkly and new, with over 4,000 assets updated to match current-gen fidelity. Saints Row the Third Remastered features retextured environments, character models and visual effects, enhanced graphics, and a new lighting engine. In addition, all three expansion packs and more than 30 pieces of DLC from the original version have been remastered and are included for hours of additional gleeful mayhem. The remastered edition will inspire new gamers and original fans to revisit the reworked city of Steelport and revel in the glorious world of the Saints. So an impressive amount of work is being done here for this game, more than I expected. The remaster will be available on May 22nd. That's it for gaming news today. I had a very productive video game weekend. I beat both Half-Life Alex and Resident Evil 3, and then I also started playing Doom Eternal. I won't offer spoilers for Half-Life Alex, but I will say it has been a while since I have been so enraptured by an ending. I could definitely feel the weight 
of having not received a Half-Life story update for 13 years, and I really, really hung on every word that was spoken during the ending and literally let out an excited giggle during the post-credits sequence. I am very, very happy with the story conclusion of Half-Life Alex. Resident Evil 3 I was less enthralled with, but that's not to say I didn't have a great time with it. I loved the boss fights and the final confrontation with Nemesis. I just didn't care about the narrative. In fact, I will go so far as to say it was dumb. But that game is super fun. The visuals are incredible. The performances are good too. It is one I am honestly considering playing through again. After knocking those out, I played some Doom Eternal, which is a technical marvel. The speed and visuals of that game are kind of mind-blowing, but I think I'm just too much of a dad for it or something. The violence is just too much and just sort of excessive in a way that I just didn't find particularly fun. It just made me squeamish. But the loop of bouncing around and trying to pull off fatalities to keep your ammo and health levels up is really engrossing. I plan on continuing to play, at least until Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out. Maybe I will get a little more excited about it the more I play, because the gameplay really sings. I had some corrections related to Final Fantasy VII Remake's early release in other regions. At Mechareka sent me a DM to point out that the game also released early in the UK and Europe. I had only said Australia previously, and both at Mechareka and at Manic underscore T on Twitter made a good point that the bummer part of it releasing early elsewhere is spoilers are already all over YouTube. It's a remake, but there are still plenty of surprises, and yeah, it is disappointing that those are out there in the wild early. I am still very happy for those that had the opportunity to play early, but yeah, I have to admit that having things spoiled for you is definitely no fun. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, like Mecca Recca and Menek T. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast or if you listen to it, you can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I probably have one more stream left on Black Mesa. I'm deep into Zen right now, which is the part of the game that has been remade in the most traditional sense from the original game. They changed a lot for Zen. It's a much longer more full experience now which is interesting you can also find me on the minmax show for more long-form video game discussion we will definitely be discussing final fantasy 7 remake in depth over there pretty soon i will talk to you more about video games tomorrow